0: back to another Nerds Order Music interview. Today, I'm with two members of the band Get Set Future. How are you guys doing today?
1: Great. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Doing good. Doing good. Let's get started, shall we? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourselves.
1: Well, do you want to go first? I'll let you go. Um. So my name is Meg, and um, I'm originally from Newton, New Hampshire. Um. Then moved to Plymouth, Mass, where I met my bandmates. Um. Let's see. And I've always been singing since I was a little kid. Um. Songwriting. And um, I guess that's what else should I mention? Twenty-five. My favorite <laughs> color is purple. My favorite animal is a lion. <laughs> Mike.
2: I'm Mike. I play guitar. Started out what I've been four years ago, almost five mm-hmm. at this point.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: I'm, at... I'm 31. I've been playing in tons of bands my whole life for almost 20 years. Metal, hardcore indie rock alt rock you literally name
1: it yeah <laughs> um all right yeah yeah I good. <laughs>
0: nice so what how did the band start
1: so it's um it's pretty cool so i wasn't really like in search of a band um i hadn't even really found my rock sound yet but um one day i just got a facebook message from this guy and i didn't know him and I almost was like, oh, okay. It's just like a strange, like, I don't know who you are. Maybe I'm not going to look into it. But I was like, you know what, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see what he wants. And he was like, hey, like, I know this is um, pretty random, but like, do you want to be in a band? And I was like, it's pretty forward. But I just feel like my intuition's telling me to go see if there's anything there. And from there, we just clicked really well. So that was me and um, our drummer, EJ. And from there, you know, he introduced us to Mike. Mike introduced us to Ben. I introduced them to George. So it was like a, like building blocks, like slowly, but it, it all started with me and EJ and just that one message.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was her
2: and EJ. and EJ ironically replaced me on drums in a band and yeah. I moved to guitar and then that band fizzled and then kind of just sort of mixed with her band and his. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it took some elements of each and- A fusion. creating <laughs> a
1: super group. Yeah.
0: Love that. That's great. Like, you never expect that to happen. I love seeing this. Like, it's so rare. But when it happens, like, the outcomes are amazing. And from everything I've heard so far, I can definitely see that happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Thank it you. seems like it was, like, just fate, if you will. um, How things just sort of happen at, and when they happen. So when everyone kind of aligns in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm.
0: What made you guys think of the band name?
1: Oh, yeah, so... You
0: want me
2: to explain this one?
1: Yeah, this is better for you.
2: Um, so the bassist and I... Uh, so Ben and I, the bassist used to play in this band called the plaid where i played guitar and co-sang along with a singer and he was the bassist made a drummer um our first album was called jet set future which comes from a lyric of the song called summer street that i wrote and sang on ironically when we got together with our band we call it summer street And then obviously you google it we're on page 98 so i was like hey you know
1: it was actually a boy band so we were like okay we yeah. get a new name so then we pulled the name from a lyric that he had written um and yeah at first I was like eh, I don't know I don't like it but it, it grew on me and I'm and I'm glad and I feel like it has a positive like a message behind it too, you know because when you hear Jet Set Future like I hope that it makes people think like oh like there must be positive on the horizon and I wanted to like make people maybe feel good in some type of way so, I think you did good on that choice, even if I was not sure at the beginning, I like it.
0: <laughs> I really love the name, too. Like, I love seeing unique yeah. band names like that. You yeah. A lot, of, you a lot of bands going with names that are more towards their genre, which is, like, okay, but it makes them all seem, like, the same. And then when mm-hmm. you see bands with unique names, it, like, it really stands out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think, like, a name is, like, is a very important part of it all, Um and it kind of sets the image for like what they're expecting so yeah the more you can stand out the better
0: exactly Mm -hmm. how would you describe the music you create
1: so I could kind of go on like we all have definitely very different backgrounds so like Mike mentioned like he comes from metal and hardcore um as well as Ben and, and EJ so there's a lot of interesting metal hard rock type things going on and like that was not me so I bring a much softer, melodic um, vibe to it, pop. and Hold up. Okay. So I was talking about um, the, the guys with their metal background and that, like, I came from pop. So it was an interesting mix of how um, we merged those two things. And um, with their influence, it really helped me find my own rock sound. And I started to think, like, you know, I never really, like, dove into that. Um, but then when I looked back, I was like, wow, most of my influences when I was younger was rock. I mean definitely rock and pop but i was like you know it was almost like it was always in me and they really helped me like find it and you know the the merging of the genres like i'm really you know i feel like it's very special and unique
0: yeah 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 like sorry you you go first oh sorry yeah yeah
2: it's like uh the bassist and i have been in bands oh god for 18 years now (laughs) just playing in different bands starting off with you know like grindcore type bands evolving into you know like uh, hard rock bands and then punk rock and then it just kept kind of exploring like post-hardcore post-alternative and literally it's like everything we've evolved is just come full circle in this band where we get to use all of it so it's mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: That's nice. Now speaking of inspirations what were a few of your inspirations for getting into music? Wanna go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Oh
2: boy. Uh, let's see. It's, it's always weird when I say this, but uh, Prince as a guitarist is so underrated. Mm-hmm. First of all, I agree with you on that. Actually, yeah. Favorite band growing up was Kiss. Um, next would have to be probably like, like I said, Converge, American Nightmare, and the band Hopes Fall. It's like melodic hardcore. Um. I don't know, it's kind of all over the place because I always cite, like, Beastie Boys because they used to be a punk band, but then after, you know, like, uh, So What You Want stuff, they're playing their own instruments again. So it's, like, kind of like this whole crazy full circle of stuff that influences me. Mm -hmm. What about you?
1: Um, Definitely because I, you know, started singing so young. Um, My favorite people were Hilary Duff and Avril Lavigne and um, Michelle Branch. So, you know, and as I started to get older and I discovered more of, you know, a lot more alternative rock, and, um, nowadays, like, the best people that I really look up to are definitely 90s rock girl bands, like, you know, Hole, Courtney Love, and, um, Shirley Manson of Garbage, and my absolute favorite person is Gwen Stefani from No Doubt, so I really, um, try to evoke their energy now, and, um, yeah, I definitely, I like to channel that, like, girl power thing with, um, being in a female-fronted band, like I feel like it's like the perfect chance to represent, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: How? Uh, how? Sorry, I can't speak today. Good. What <laughs> is the song making process for you guys? Song making. Yep. Oh boy.
1: Um. So, what would you say? <laughs> I would say that we each are responsible for our own instrument. So, um, it starts with like one person jamming. We might come into practice and mike is like kind of just in his own world and he might start you know playing a riff and the other guys are going to build up on it and slowly build um you know their parts around that and then i start to kind of get an idea and i hear something i start writing my lyrics um so i would say it's like a growing together and then when we feel like we have like a solid jam going on then we'll start to kind of nitpick and, and um, like place pieces and parts together so it's very much a united effort um and it's nice that we feel that we have control of our own instrument um so everybody really feels like they can express themselves um but it's it's definitely a joint progress
0: nice what was the process behind um the one you sent me i think it was called nothing to show i really like that one a lot
1: that one's actually a little different because we normally um, bring our, you know, riff and our idea to to band practice. Um, that one particular day, our drummer wasn't available, so we met at um, our bassist's house, and um, it's much and it's uh in his environment, it's um, more acoustic uh, because it's a smaller space. Um, so that song actually began acoustically with a. I think it was started with our bassist Ben, who had that um that little parts like doo 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 do do you know, that little catchy thing in the beginning. Yeah. The, the bass. He began that, you built on it, and we sort of just did the process as that. And then we brought the song to EJ, our drummer, and it was like he just knew what to do. Um, so yeah, that one was pretty interesting. So you could say it started off as a um an acoustic song and we made it more lively.
2: It was an acoustic bass that started off with. Yep. So we started writing it there, and ironically, some of the riffs came from the song Seeing Stars, which is not out yet. Mm -hmm. Sorry.
1: That's to come. You'll see it.
2: (laughs) I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Seeing Stars is one of those songs that um, it got rewritten about four or five times, and sporadic riffs pop up in other songs now, because, hey, this one's no longer serves its purpose in Seeing Stars. So it just kind of kept evolving.
3: Way.
1: yeah a lot of times if we have like a riff and we're like we really love that but like it doesn't really fit here we'll kind of like we'll kind of bank it and then we'll bring it back um at a later date and um yeah i really like that that system seems to really work where we don't feel like we lost a really good riff we replace we it so we make it fit so yeah that seemed to be really working for us and i nothing to show is one of my favorite songs so i'm just i was so excited to have everyone hear it and i felt like it was really um like some songs really feel like they hit home and they're really like uh, evoking my energy I'm trying to express. And I felt like that song, like it, um, my expression came very easily to me. It was very like quick, lyrical writing process. I just sort of felt like it was, it was already known what I was going to to convey. So it was very um, effortless that one song.
0: I love music like that. That's actually why I'm a big fan of the metal and rock genres because you can just feel the emotion coming out of the music.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's passionate, and they mean what they say. Exactly, that's some, the biggest thing in music is if you don't feel like the artist means what they're singing or playing, um, it's hard to really like resonate with that. So, yeah. like, your job as the artist to to sell what you're,
0: yeah.
1: what you're trying to say.
0: Like, if, if the artist is full of it, it's real, apparent. And mm-hmm. with a lot of bands like this, I can tell that they are super passionate about their work, which is why I love mm-hmm. doing this.
1: Yeah, so we appreciate
3: that. Thank you.
0: Speaking of music, um, your solo stuff you sent me, tell me more about that I was, I was really enjoying it. The, joy, oh, the, thank the joyride you. I sent to my friends, they're all like, this is amazing.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, um, that is like entirely uh, my own little world. Um, so I have this little makeshift studio in my house um, and I, you know, set up all my stuff and it's in like a, like a larger closet um, and I just kind of sit in there with a notebook and I just write. So the beats, I oftentimes um, collaborate with YouTube artists. So I'm working with a lot of different styles in that realm. um, And there's a lot of resources on YouTube for uh, people that write beats too. So anyone is ever thinking like, oh, I'm not sure where to get access to that. um, So that's been really helpful for me and yeah, a lot of those songs kind of just come from a sudden spark of like, you know, I'm just like, I have an idea and I'm feeling it. And I'm going to go right home and just get in there and write it. So that's kind of like what you're seeing with the solo stuff was. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to professionally mix. So it's just me on my free garage van program that's uh, installed to my Mac. And I kind of just wing it, but I don't know. I'm, I enjoy it and I feel like I've, I've learned a good amount. From you know being independent and, and mixing my own things and stuff
0: like that. I actually had that song on repeat for like the last hour. If I'm being totally honest. Oh,
1: thank you. I appreciate it so actually, much.
0: I have a buddy who um, he does EDM and electric music professionally. I think he can give you a hand with that. He's a good friend of mine. His name is Mono Mode. Awesome dude. He I actually worked with him on here a while back. He was like I think my second or third interview, and yeah. like I've known him before he actually started making music. Like Kasey and I were always in these easy these Instagram group chats. Mm-hmm. And he's a really down to earth dude and makes all of his own stuff and he always switches up his styles. So mm-hmm. I think I think you guys can make something good with that. I could actually give I to yeah. that and maybe tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. I love networking with other musicians and just kind of like bouncing ideas off each other and especially with more um, you know, different genres. Um with yeah. my soul and music as you can see, I, I kind of have a little bit of a range of, you know, I, I go from like, almost like borderline like grunge, all the way to like, maybe like lo fi R&B and every sort of um, things in between. Yeah. So like, I really feel like the key to um, keeping people on their toes is like, oh, well, you know, what type of genre should I expect next, and you know, and keeps you fresh, you know, keeps you practicing.
0: Yeah. That's why I yeah. love my buddy Mono Mode. He always switches up his styles. Like, he is only mm-hmm. electri- he's mainly electronic. Like each song he does is a, different, is a different subgenre of electronic. He will go through all the different subgenres, make music from all of it. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah That's like really when it
0: comes cool. to music, with myself, my mind, I always try to explore every type of genre. Like, I can go from mm-hmm. one day listening to, like, orchestra or some crap, to just blasting mm-hmm. sort of metal the next day. Yeah. yeah. Like it my keeps, mind
1: keeps it fresh. Like, you know, that... That really exercises the mind, I feel a lot, um, just being able to jump from one to the other. And, yeah. you know, like, you wouldn't like to be in a rut as a musician to, to feel like, oh, I only have my niche, but like, I feel like, you know, to not be able to expand and like being versatile is super important, being a successful musician.
0: Yeah. Like, for example, mm-hmm. yesterday I was listening to he Beethoven and then I was like, <laughs> listening to Currents yeah. This Morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that because honestly like even though i'm into all different genres metal is always my home genre is metal is the reason i'm still alive right now yeah and, yeah the, have you ever heard of the band currents oh yeah yep they're, good, they're the reason i'm still alive right now if it wasn't for them i yeah. wouldn't be here their song yeah. shattered hit me yeah. so hard <laughs> i'm like my darkest moment
1: oh yeah i'm so glad i'm so glad for that yeah that's that's exactly the perfect example of how powerful music can be and the impact that it can have on people
0: i would love to work with them one day actually mm-hmm. i worked with a band who actually has played with them in the past and works with the same label as them and he might get me in touch with them i'm like i hope you do it, they're um they're called um savage hands yeah speaking of the vocalist recently awesome guy really nice yeah. very cool very nice i love the metal i love like the world of metal and everything else like the communities are so nice because like there are big <laughs> bands who will talk with you and it's amazing
3: yeah, yeah. Hey, one
0: of my one of my favorite bands gave me my very first video interview and he told me how he told me how to use Zoom. He helped me set up. I'm like, you're the best, man. Um Tyler Fox from Arrival of Autumn. Awesome band. Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> it it's just yeah, it's the best thing is you know, finding people that, you know, like-minded people that, you know, want to build each other up and discuss ideas. It's um it's really grateful when we find people that, you know, like they're on the same track. So.
0: Yeah. I only that's started cool. this up because I have a genuine love for music and I wanted to give back. Because honestly, if it wasn't for music, I wouldn't be here right now. So I started this up to spread the names of lesser known bands. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: That's it's awesome. Great. That
1: it's answer. a great thing that
0: you It's fun. And also, you make so many awesome friends when doing this. Exactly. Like, like when I worked with Sepsis and I put myself, they told me, put what you do up on our page, see what happens. I'm like, okay, that's how I found yeah. you. And that is how I found the, uh, that's how I found DI Records.
1: Yeah. Not yeah. What
0: I was expecting it all. You know, yeah. I expect maybe, yeah. One or two responses. Uh, I get like 10 in a record label. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are ready to to jump on the opportunities. Um, so there's a definitely that's what's nice about the music community is um they're they're pretty pretty open with it and they're eager to share. So it's nice.
0: i see like I was at a loss for words. Still, I'm still mm-hmm. trying to process that actually.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think my next question, which I should have answered all well, answered, should have asked a while ago, is who would you guys love to collaborate with in studio and on stage? And you have Ooh. more than one option, go nuts.
1: It's so easy for me. It's Gwen Stefani with no doubt. Um, she's my top favorite person. Also maybe like, like Alana Del Rey. Like I want to like switch it up a little bit and like let's go with something more melodic and soft. So I would like to be like, oh, let's rock out. And then I also like to, you know, bring it down. And so, yeah, that's mine.
2: Oh, uh, let's see. Mm, Music-wise, I would say have George Lynch from Dawkin featured on a track, like shredding it. And as for like a vocal feature, Keith Buckley of Every Time I Die. Those are great options. <laughs> I am,
0: I applaud you, good sir. Oh, those those are
2: yeah, those are dreams.
0: Those are great options. Like, honestly, I love their music.
1: We've seen Every Time I Die a couple times in concert, like I'm not really a big metal person, but I was having fun. Like they can, they put on a good show.
2: I I brought her to her first. Well, she technically brought me, but it yeah. was her first Every Time I Die show about like three four years ago.
1: Yeah, I brought you for I think a this birthday. Birthday, again. Yeah.
2: And yeah. she was like, "Whoa!" Um, I'm like, "This is what I'm talking about."
1: I was like, "I had a feeling it would be fun," and I just kind of love um seeing all genres live because uh, it's like you get to be a part of their world. Yeah, so.
0: cool. That's how I felt at Warped Tour when I used to go. I used to I went for three years in a row. My biggest regret was not learning about it sooner. Cause I found out about it like 2016, and I was like, why well, couldn't I have found this sooner. Cause when I, I went, know. There, it was insane. I saw like a lot of my favorite bands. Some 41. I saw. Like, oh yeah. Days yeah, Grace, my bad. bowling for Soup, Real Big Fish. I saw nice. That's how actually I got into underground. That's what started me exploring more music.
1: Yeah, that's Warped so
0: tour. cool to see those bands. Oh, that's dude, that's awesome. The for his, probably the second warp
2: tour I went to it was like 2008. I saw some no name girl with an acoustic guitar named Katy Perry <laughs> play on this. Yes, tiny yes, stage. Dude, yeah, she got Dude, she played on this little tiny stage next to like the Porter potties. And now I like look at it, I'm like, this girl's played the Super Bowl. Like, that that's crazy? insane. <laughs>
3: like,
2: yeah. that's pretty cool to yeah. see that like, progression from Warp Tour to Super Bowl, you
0: know? I was
1: like amazed yeah. when he told me that.
0: <laughs> Dude, Kevin Lyman launched careers, I swear. Oh, so many. It's like just, Eminem, Ice-T, Katy Perry. Like, he launched careers. It was amazing.
2: Dude, it's insane. Paramore. I mean, they exactly. were... They
0: come up, but they did War Tour. Oh, I miss Paramore. And- they had some good stuff. Looking cool. okay, Misery Business or whatever the hell that one's called.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love Paramore.
0: Honestly, I, I grew up... That was, like, my high school days.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone loves Paramore. I don't think I know anyone that doesn't. Me? You don't? <laughs> no you're the first honestly i feel like everybody's <laughs> always like they like it
2: it came out and it was like it was in the boston hardcore scene so it was like
1: i'm
2: like sheer con and you know <laughs> blacklisted and oh, yeah.
1: yeah there's gotta be one <laughs> song is, you gotta kind of think that misery business was catchy can you remember
2: that, uh, it was, yeah.
1: that you get was so catchy too what,
2: what is it? uh Song EJ always wanted to come um, in. Crush,
1: crush, crush. Yeah, I,
2: I know that one. Yeah, it was, it's not bad. It's are. not bad. It's They're... just, you know, being 17 when that so stuff came out. It's like,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The funniest thing about this is, like, I have friends who have never once listened to, like, rock and metal in their lives. They're always, like, into hip hop and stuff. So I played them. Actually, I did play them the um, song you sent me. And oh, yeah. I got probably the best reactions out of them in a while. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, really?
0: Because they're not That's used to that music fun. and now they love it. I'm over here like, actually one of them said to me, and you do this, why? I'm like, it's fun.
3: <laughs> yeah. He actually,
0: they're like, I turned them into rock and metal heads overnight. It was hilarious.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like whenever I work with a group, I always send my music to them because they're always like so funny, like uncultured in the world of rock and metal. And now they're like sworn metal heads. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny.
1: You converted them. You showed them That's a awesome. world. Yes. That wasn't
0: even intentional. I just wanted to show them to the, be like, here's some music, give it a list and see what happens. And now they're just full-on, like addicted to it. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. You turned them onto it and now you know they can't go back. That's nice.
0: I think my next question, which I, which is um, gonna be, what is the best piece of advice you were ever given when entered when entering music?
1: You go first. That's a good question. Just
2: don't give up. That's it. You know, don't give up because even on your worst day, you're still better than the last time you played. So it's mm-hmm. like, you can sit there, like, like I said, I'm 31 and I've, you know, I've been on tour. I've played huge festivals. I've played with huge fans in like in my past, but I'm not going to stop. Like if I stop now, all that was a waste. And it's like, that's the only thing that like keeps me going. It keeps me alive is, you know, just to keep playing. Cause mm-hmm. there's always something new and always something fun you can keep doing. And I'm never gonna stop. And that's probably the best advice I ever got. It was actually from this guy, uh, Derek Kurzweil, Told me this. He was in Seamless with Jesse Leach from Killswitch Engage. He was in Shadows Fall and Under. I think he's the drummer of those bands. So like, when I became friends with him in like 2004, like that was the best advice I'd ever gotten. Yeah. So
1: Great. shout out to Derek. Yeah. Shout out Derek. I love Switch. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, Kelsey. Kelsey
2: jesse actually played seamless the band that they're in together they actually played my backyard like oh god 16 years ago it was so cool
3: that's
0: awesome
1: well i would say my best advice was um definitely when i was told by my instructor in high school that um i would always be overthinking um before i was going on stage and i was always like getting anxious about like little little details um and i would be nervous about oh like um you know what if that one note like what if that one challenging note goes bad or you know i would always be having little nitpick things that would kind of like go in circles in my head and i would um get hung up on it and if i was overthinking it so much like i would i would make the mistake um and the best advice was just uh him telling me like just just don't overthink it try to forget about it um and like if i'm worried that a note is too low just sing it as if pretending and it's not and sort of trying to trick your brain if you have an anxious mind um just to trick it and like um in like long term I would say if you tell somebody that has an anxious mind like oh put it out of your head um that's not really like a, an effective way but when it came to performing um if I just put that you know thought into my mind I could I could evoke that um you know short short term like um, it's a really good way of just, you know, just forgetting about that. And um, the more you think about it, the more it would happen. So that really helped me relax on stage. I like that. Yeah.
0: Now, you mentioned playing at festivals. What was that like? Oh, oh, God. Uh, this is probably about 12 years ago.
2: Ben and I, the bassist used to be in this metal band called View of a Burning City. Uh, we did tours. We played big festivals. Like, we played... Um, God, I have all this stuff around here too. We played with like Killswitch Engage, Unearth, All That Remains, and Once Beloved on one bill in Northampton, Mass. Oh, uh, let's see. We uh, we co-headlined the show with Twisted Sister. That was so sick. By the awesome.
3: way, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have
2: no idea. Um, it's just, I don't know, dude. It was like 2000 between 2007 2010. I was in two different bands that just like toured everywhere, and it was just. It was awesome. Dude, just, like, looking out, like, we played in Viva Brand City, we played the Gathering of the Juggalos on the main stage. And I want to say, is that 2000? Yeah, I think it's 2009, actually. And, dude, it was crazy. Like, I'm standing there, it's 400 degrees in the middle of a cornfield on the main stage and I'm playing in, like, you know, ice cubes just rolling by on his golf cart, just Polly Shore hanging out there.
3: That's crazy.
2: <laughs> so, I will say, uh the guys from icp really nice down-to-earth people very polite very very nice people which i was not expecting back then but yeah that was probably like the biggest festival like they had helicopter rides and stuff and it was dude it was just insanity because it's on this massive place called cave and rock in indiana or illinois and it was just like this massive uh campsite so all in all Crazy, like seeing the guys from Gore walk around, like putting their makeup on, like oh, <laughs> sorry, I just went a little too far there, but it it's been fun, it's been fun, and like I said, I mean, I'm not done, like I want to keep doing that.
0: Definitely, that's amazing. I wish I, I wish I was there. That would been, that would been an awesome sight, dude. It was crazy from like age seventeen to nineteen,
2: not realizing what was actually happening it just blows my mind looking back going holy shit can i swear on this or no go for it (laughs) it's just holy shit you know like this is actually happening what do you mean twisted sister is like i'm co-headlining a show with them like it was insanity Mm -hmm. or hanging out with kill switch because that uh particular show with once beloved all that remains and unearth was to save uh zing studios which is the same uh, studios that all of all of our bands at the time were like recording at. So Adam D actually works there, co-owns it, I believe. So it's just like crazy seeing these people like, "Hey, what's going on? You want a beer?" Like,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, that must have been insane. That's, that. Uh, I wish I went to that. I wish I was old enough to go to that but I, mean, I was still like a little kid. I was.
3: Yeah. See.
0: <laughs> oh man. I mean, I'm only twenty three, so. Oh, way too young back then. Oh, man. Yeah. I uh-huh. wish I wish I could have seen that though. Oh, that would be amazing. Now you got me thinking.
2: Damn it. Oh, dude, you're you're still young, so you have plenty of time, man. Oh
3: yeah.
2: Fair enough. Do whatever you want and just keep going. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. Never exactly. quit. Yep, never
3: exactly. quit.
0: Thank you. I, I think I'm gonna wrap things up here because all my well, all my questions were answered and I have nothing else to really think about right now. <laughs> we'll think of right now.
1: Yeah, no, this was great. amazing. Appreciate Thank you doing what you do for fans and, you know, building us up. And, um, yeah, it's really great. Thank you.
2: We do have a new single called Apples to Oranges out on March
0: 19th.
1: Yes, yes.
0: All streaming services, so that yep. should be a fun one.
1: People look out for that. That should be fun.
0: So. I look forward to it. I cannot wait. All right, this has been another Nerds Order Music interview. Today, our guests were two members of Jet Set Future. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you.